please do not turn off. Please do not. Just do not exit the podcast. Just stay in the podcast. Please listen carefully. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to the Off the Top of My Head podcast, a podcast just about anything and everything. I find interesting people with interesting topics and record in interesting places, and it's all off the top of my head. So whatever you're doing right now, thank you for bringing me with you. And now, let's get in to today's episode. This podcast is sponsored by VT Photography. VT Photography brings over 19 years of photography experience, venturing on long hikes, capturing the still of pre-dawn, and enduring inclement weather. VT Photography brings you beautiful images of our national parks and beyond. Images are available on the VT Photography website, and all prints are available printed, matted, framed, and ready to hang. These prints adorn the walls of homes, businesses, retail spaces, and also make a great gift. Visit vtphotography.zenfolio.com. That's vtphotography.zenfolio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into the Off the Top of My Head podcast. Uh, So in between recordings here, we were talking about a uh, situation that was uh, currently happening at my home. I'm hoping... I'm hoping by the time this broadcast that it's fixed, it's probably going to be at least a two or three week time period. But my air conditioning unit went, you know, like I, I walked into the house and it just, it felt muggy. Swampy. It, yeah, swampy. <laughs> and I am, I am ridiculously sensitive to temperature. Like I can, I can sense the nuance of a degree or two. Um, just by the way I perspire, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, so if I'm if I'm not comfortable or if I if I know that temperature has increased a little bit, so. so being on a farm in July with you is going to be a whole lot yeah. of fun. Oh uh, yeah, that's all. That's a whole lot of fun. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting. In fact, we had a volunteer uh, scenario set up um, yesterday, which again, it's we have no sense of time now because this is going to be posted later. But um, they had to cancel it, and I'm like, thank God, because <laughs> I probably would have sweated through like four shirts. You know what I mean? Uh, I would have had to have a mister with me right. and uh, a mister, mister. But, but tell, share with the listeners what you were sharing with me about <laughs> what you went through to find a, a, I would say, a, um, an acceptable place to sleep since you couldn't sleep in your bedroom. Yes. So, so it was... Seems like a lot of work, though. Yeah, so, so, the, so the upstairs was extremely, um, you know, muggy and warm. So I decided to sleep downstairs. Well, we have a, a, an inflatable mattress, so we fired up the inflatable mattress. And this thing's like a you know queen size, because sometimes my nephew's over. Or we you know visit some places where we might need a mattress. Um, so I wind up blowing the thing up, and, and I'm I'm starting to get ready for bed. So I bring the sheets down, you know, I bring my pillow down. But then I'm like, I need to I need to almost simulate what it's like being upstairs. So upstairs is like, like your fortress of solitude. It's like, <laughs> it's like whisper quiet, <laughs> right? So, but downstairs, downstairs, are all kinds of things going on. Now you don't know. There's all kinds. There's refrigerators running. Oh yeah, you got the shh when, yep. the, when the ice cube tray thing fills up. Yep. My cat <laughs> is uh, spoiled enough to have a perpetual water feeder, so it sounds like you it's know, a, a basically a water fountain. Yep. I have a uh, clock that's on the wall. 
that it's not a it's not a it's, it's not it's not a subtle tick. It's like a it's like <laughs> Big Ben in the living room. <laughs> like it constantly. I mean, I was I took that thing and put it in a, a remote room. I unplugged. You could have taken the battery out of it, you know. <laughs> You, know, you, didn't still, to, you didn't have to remove it from the area. Excuse like me. Like was being yeah. punished. No, I, I did. God damn you, clock. I did, actually. I did, because I have a thing with, with ticking clocks like that. In fact, somebody gave me a gift of a ticking clock, and it was so freaking loud. I'm like, Do you have, did you have a gift receipt for this? Because I'd like to exchange it. Like, it's just, it was obnoxiously loud. It's almost like the clocks on the wall is like, I'm keeping time. Right. I'm keeping time. Remember, I'm up here. I'm for keeping time. Yeah. Just look at me. Nobody looks at me anymore. Just look at me. Yeah. <laughs> this is me. I'm clamoring for attention. I'm being very loud. Um, minus the hand gestures, minus. of course. Uh, so I unplugged the water fountain. I, I punished the clock. <laughs> I did not unplug the refrigerator. I, um, I downloaded an app on my phone that plays fan sounds. So you're good with white noise. So I'm good with white noise because I normally have a fan running when I'm sleeping anyway. Okay. So this was perfectly fine. And plus it drowned out anything else that was going on. That so there was a clock that was behind me that was making a ticking noise anytime the hand moved, not by seconds. Okay. Anytime the hand moved. So it would, I don't even know how often it would do it, but it made enough. Every minute. Every minute, yeah. <laughs> the hand yes. moves every minute. Yes. Well, you know what I mean. You didn't teach it that in school. You know what I mean. <laughs> No, but I felt like there was some interim. Was it a digital clock, Bill? Or no. <laughs> really, do you really just hate clocks? I actually uh, love clocks. Sure. Um, no, but I felt like there was, I felt like I was hearing some interim movements uh, happening there. So it wasn't just like a one-off, like, hey, we're going from 36 to 37, you right. know, shift kind of thing. I felt like there was like a uh, kind of kick to it. Yeah. Like so, building up, like the spring was loading for the yes, big moment. That's what that's what I'm talking about. So I downloaded it, and um, you know I was all out of my configuration because usually I had my iPhone plugged into the wall, so I didn't have a cord that was long enough. So I got this. So you moved the wall. No. <laughs> yeah, we took out the. Oh. How long did it take you to get ready to go to bed? Yeah, probably about 15 minutes. It was a process. Good. Yeah, the mattress is still set up. Oh. It's still set up because well, I, I needed. Yeah. I needed another night. Yeah. I need another night. Um, so, uh, where you was? You should it? order one of those purple mattresses and just send it back after thirty days. <laughs> That's that would be that would actually would be a good. Yeah, and if there's ever an environment to I test it, we can't in. get this air conditioner fixed for at least a month. Hello, purple, purple. <laughs> I mean, I even I even was ready to go so far as to go to Lowe's last night and buy one of those uh, window or portable air conditioners. Oh, okay. But then I have to run the hose outside, and I'm like, you know what? It's yeah. already like quarter to nine. I'm not going to be messing with that. I'm going right. to be up till eleven o'clock just unpacking the thing yeah. by the time I get it home. So, and I had to be up early, so I, I didn't I didn't bother. Um, but I have a a lithium a battery charger. It's got like mega capacity to this thing, so you can plug USBs into it. You could plug a fan into it if you absolutely needed to. It runs on, has an AC cord. Okay. Um, so I just plugged my phone into it and it let my phone charge all night, and it ran the it ran the fa the fan sound effects, and um, it took some Z Quill. <laughs> I just went out, man. That's it. I went out. Woke up quarter after five. It's a way to fly. It's, it really is. 
So, so that's my that's my story. So you're sleeping nine to five. That's the routine. Yeah, nine to five. Well, not quite nine. Not quite nine. Not well, quite not five. have to spend a half an hour getting the bed ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to sage the bed and yeah. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> of course. Get some lavender out. You go home. Will there be chocolates on the pillow? <laughs> yeah, there might be. There might be. Okay. All right. So let's um, talk about. So I'm going down. I'm just going down the list here. Let's talk about something that um, I certainly am guilty of. My wife has called me out on it numerous times, and that is getting into a YouTube hole. Oh yeah. Those yeah. So where you're just, you start one place, and of course, you know, they're giving you the recommended videos, and then you're like, well, what about that song back in the 80s? You know? And oh, then, yeah. then all of a sudden, you're watching a documentary on something, and now you're on somebody else's channel on how music is written, and then from there, you're getting a how they build a guitar, and then you're getting into metal, metal fabrication, yeah. which leads you into, um, you know, fail videos. Right. <laughs> Some, somehow. Some, some guy. Somebody crushed their yeah. finger. Yeah, right. You know, so I am so guilty of getting into these YouTube holes. And she calls me out on it all the time because she's like, are you coming to dinner? Are you coming to watch TV? Like, you, like what are you, like, are we leaving? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, she's like, you're in a YouTube hole, aren't you? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, kind of am. I kind of am. I think I'm kind of lucky with that. I um, it's very rare that that'll happen, and usually, um, I'm more linear when I fall into the hole. I don't I don't okay. channel off. So recently, I was watching a um, a video. I heard somebody talking about it on a on a podcast, and they were talking about archery, which is something I always liked. I I used to shoot a little bit when I was younger and hadn't done it for a while and then my son took classes at the Y not that long ago shooting a um, like a recurve traditional bow I'm, so, I'm sorry I'm laughing because I'm looking at my YouTube history which we're going to go which over we're going to go over we're going to go over but like you're I, off. I looked up how to make you're off mic here oh sorry yeah, so this okay. guy was talking about how to make your own like long bow okay and I was like oh that would be a great like summer project and they're very, you know, you can make a very low-end, you know, easy-to-make bow if you go to a good lumber yard and, you know, just ask them for the appropriate amount or type of wood. Um, but I'm interested now. You've, you've piqued my interest. I need to see what is your... Okay. So my linear thing is like, oh, this guy made a long bow, and then, okay, well, what kind of wood? And it's like... Right. It's, so it's, so it's, it's very, a little more purposeful. Yeah. Yeah, now this is... You ready for this? Go ahead. Now you're going to have this. to work... You, mentally, you're gonna have to work your way backwards. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go at the reverse. But it ended with, and I didn't even finish this yet. It ended with wedding photography behind the scenes. So I only watched half of this guy's video, and I already subscribed because okay. I, I thought it was cool. He's got a good pace to his videos, whatever. So I need to go back so and watch. So wedding something. photography behind the scenes. Now, don't tell me what happens in the middle. Tell me what the first video was that you watched. Oh, I don't. I don't know if this does, does this. By do that. Oh yeah, it does. You ready for this? Okay. Okay. 16-year-old kills eruption at the talent talent show. So Van Halen's song Eruption. Uh, eruption. Okay. Where the kids on get solo guitar. Okay. So I pop up YouTube. So we have to do six degrees of Kevin Bacon and get from 16-year-old <laughs> kills eruption to behind-the-scenes wedding videos. Right. right. So um, 
So it's it's a talent show, and he just he rips this thing, which is which is really good. But it came up on my suggested videos, and I'm like, oh my god, let's take a look at this. You know? So that rolls into Johnny Carson can't keep up with Rodney Dangerfield. Okay. <laughs> so it was when Rodney Dangerfield comes out, he's like, hey, you know, I can't get no respect, uh, you know, that whole deal. Nice. So did you think that was good? That was good. Hey, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's shifting his tie, and he's, he's doing the whole thing with Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson, right? That goes into Jerry Seinfeld's HBO debut. Okay, okay. Back I, see the, in, I see the transition now. Back in 1981, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's an easy one. This is where it goes off the. <laughs> this is where it goes off the rail. Um, <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> so I watch these chiropractor videos, right? <laughs> I can't. All right. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> are these like chiropractic fail videos? Or? No, no. These are people that go in for chiropractic treatment and people record them. And people are, they call them crack addicts where they listen to all the pops and oh, the cracks. Okay. But I'm also in there for the technique I mean, because I, I do chiropractic treatment, which has been really beneficial to me. But it went from Jerry Seinfeld's HBO debut to uh, loud pelvic pop. Okay. <laughs> So another big jump. Another big jump. Um, from there we go to Jeff Bezos, Bezos in 1999 on Amazon's plans for growth. Okay. Okay. Not any correlation. I told you. <laughs> I told you. This is the hole that I get. Your to. wife is correct. You are. Which <clears throat> not only are you falling, you're bouncing off the sides. Like, yes. Which then leaves into the Madoff family secrets, Stephanie's story. <laughs> How long is that video? <laughs> That's only like seven minutes. Ah, so only. S- Stephanie is the uh, daughter-in-law of Bernie. Now, did you did you watch that whole video? Uh, I did. It was seven you minutes. So and there's you'll never get those minutes seconds. back. I know you've lost that. But it was interesting. It was interesting to see the the nuances with the how he acted towards the family and how they all knew like absolutely nothing was going on. It's like even the sons. Even the sons are like, well, dad. Look, you're getting a little bit older. We're going to have to take over the business soon. You know, can you tell us what he goes? And his exact words were, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. So the sons never learned what he did. Now, the sons were successful because they opened up their own, I don't know, it was a trading house or something like that. His sons were successful, but um, his one son wound up, (laughs) I'm just wiping my eyes because I'm crying so hard from the loud pelvic adjustment. Um, His other sons were successful from their own, their own trading house, but the one son actually committed suicide because he had to actually live with, you know, the legacy the of legacy what his father thing, did, yeah. so. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. Um, but from there, from the Madoff Family Secrets, Stephanie's story, we go into arriving at Fort Jackson for basic training. <laughs> <laughs> so some of these, they come up in the recommended, so with the Fort Jackson. Yeah, well, let me just tell go you ahead. something. Go just ahead. because something is recommended, doesn't mean you have to watch it. Right. No, I get it. I totally get it. But Because I think, if you're really that susceptible, I have a couple of ideas for you. Right. So so I, I get, I get, I, they're recommended for a reason because I've watched similar videos of this before. So, oh, yeah, of course. So I recently yeah. attended the uh, World War II weekend in Reading, Pennsylvania. In Redding, oh, yeah. So I was searching for stuff. I wanted to see what kind of videos people right. put up there. So they think that I'm into military and stuff like that so then they wind up posting giving me this recommendation that they'll think I'm going to like arriving at Fort Jackson for basic training right right so uh, then we go into Mike Tyson (laughs) 
Mike Tyson, the most brutal heavyweight fighter. And it was a series of like, That's his, like, like all that thir- power. Thirteen best being fights. applied to someone's face. Yeah, thirteen best fights where he just annihilates people. He's an animal. It was an animal. So then we go into what scratch golf looks like. Wow. Okay, so it's a guy that was uh, he's a uh, he's a scratch golfer and he's instructing somebody who he's he's not a scratch golfer but he's like a got like a sub um, sub ten handicap. Okay. And was kind of instructing him on how to course management and club selection and stuff like that. So, which then goes into the Rain Man casino scene. Okay. <laughs> Again, no correlation there. No correlation. Which then goes into somebody's attempt to break ninety from the tips at Pebble uh, Pebbles Pebble Beach U.S. Open. Okay. Okay. Which then goes into a self-feeding fourteen-plus hour fire. <laughs> Oh, wait, is this one of those, like, um, things on the logs on the, yes. on the, v, the V-frame where the yes. one log burns and then the next log drops down? Yes. I've seen that. That's ingenious. It actually is pretty genius. So yeah. so if we can if we can sit there and describe this, right, It's as Rob is describing, it is in this V formation that you um, put the logs in, and as the logs that are at the um, abyss or, or the very bottom of the of the angled I'm totally not describing this right the doing, angled doing, thing or whatever fant- you throw out a word like buttress or something like that you right. nailed this nailed this <laughs> I got this I got this we're gonna keep going um, as as that burns it obviously will start to collapse in on itself but then it also feeds down those logs that are on these like you know quote rail type system yeah being fed down by gravity. So this guy built a 14 plus hour fire. It's crazy. I've yeah. seen the videos of it. I didn't watch 14 hours worth of video. No, I didn't either. <laughs> he, did a, he did a time lapse. And it even rained at one point. Right. And he's it's, like, hey guys, hey guys, sorry. He's like, you know, we had to stop the video for a second. I had to make sure everything was good. Uh, so he's back in, back in shape again. All right. So then we go from the 14 hour continually self-perpetuating fire to... To life inside a wave-washed lighthouse. Ah. Yep. This one up in Nantucket? I don't even know where this one was, oh, to be honest okay. with you. I kind of fast forward through it, but I'm like, oh, Wave Watch Lighthouse, okay? I'd be interested to see what they yeah, go through. See what that's like, yeah. yeah. It's got tight quarters. Yeah, could you live in one of those? Uh, probably not. It would be rough. Yeah. It would be rough. Probably not. Now, I've, I've, seen, s- I've seen ones where they have like a larger base to them. Right. So the downstairs like has, it's all like one room, and that I could deal with, but... So this one that these guys were in, uh-uh. This is like the straight up, like, yeah, brown steps around the outside, very like small the, living space. Yeah, I think yeah. the steps might even be in the inside. I mean, he's got a, I a yeah, like so I mean, he's got a micro, the, yeah, yeah, and he's got a microwave that's like the size of uh, you know an Xbox. Do you know what I mean? Like it's right. like incredibly, incredibly small. If you're looking for solitude, I would imagine. Oh yeah, oh definitely. But those guys are there for like months at a time. Yeah, yeah. months at a time. Okay, so where do you think we go after that? Mm, um, lobsters. No. no. We go to October 17th, 1989. October 17th, 1989. Can you think? Let's see. That was the year I graduated from high school. 1989. West Coast. San Francisco earthquake? The San Francisco earthquake. I'm watching them sitting there watching the live broadcast 
of the World Series and the San Francisco, San Francisco, San Francisco Earthquake. Okay. <laughs> Again. Okay, and then we ha- and then we culminate with the last one, which was the wedding photography behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. So, do you see how you can get lost in this thing? Like, you I get- see how you get lost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, are you telling me this is not normal? Or no, no, normal? I think it's very normal. Um, it's very. I think I, I know a lot of people who do this. Well, like they, you just get completely. But that's the beauty of it. That's why it works so well. That's why you can monetize it, right? So what we were saying earlier, it's like, oh, Alexa hears everything that you're saying. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. Two days ago, I got a text from someone that said, hey, on Friday morning, let's go to Grumpy's for breakfast for FCBnet. I've never been to Grumpy's. I've never searched for Grumpy's. I have no idea where Grumpy's is. I respond back to her, where is Grumpy's? She responds back, Pottstown. That was the end of the conversation. You know what I got this morning? Recommended places for you to visit. Grumpy's in Pottstown. Okay, so you want to get you want to do something even creepier? So we were at our last breakfast, and you remember we were talking about um, renting out the movie theater and doing movies. Yeah, right. So do you remember the movie that I referenced? No. That, that they, I thought they should play just as a joke. Meatballs. Oh, meatballs. Yes. And I had said it three times, and I don't know if I said it three times just to emphasize the joke. Right. It's like Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Or you didn't hear me, or just I was trying to fit it into the conversation. Right, right. But I said it three times. Guess what? One of the recommended videos was on YouTube. No. It was meatballs. It was meatballs. And I, it's, I had to pay for it. it oh, was that like, was because you watched that video of basic training. It was like nine. Showing up for basic training. It was like nine. It was like nine ninety nine or something. The right. they, they wanted me to buy oh, it. They wanted so. it. Oh, no, they're absolutely. I don't care what they say. They're absolutely always listening. Right. That guy's got a monkey on his shoulder. I was gonna say. So you want to go down to my recommended videos real quick? <laughs> let's let's I let's just, I, let me just go down the list. We're trying to keep this PG. Remember. Yeah. So this is um, this is his baby monkey. This is this is by a guy named Every Wednesday. He is raising one of those uh, capuchin. Did Ooh, I say that right? Yeah, capuchin monkey. Capuchin monkey. He's he's always he's this like jacked. Black guy, he's a DJ. I don't know, some Instagram fairly tatted influencers, and he gets on there. He's like, Hey, what's up, guys? Just here with my baby monkey, uh, doing my thing. He's na- his name is Curtis, baby Curtis. Like, Curtis, is that real, baby like, real mellow? Yeah, just chill, chill. All right, um, but we're taking a look at it, <laughs> to okay. be honest with you. He does everything with this baby monkey. Oh, I see it. Fox Sports FS1. You watching Women's World Cup? I am not. No, this is Phil Mickelson's Chipping 101. That was an ad. One of the one of the all time greatest, by the way. Absolutely. I, he's he's the one who taught me how to to shoot the flop. Okay. I watched videos shot. of yeah. Phil shooting the flop, and he said you should you should be able to hit the ball. I think he said at one point it was like two or three times higher than it goes far. far. That's your goal. Yeah. Yeah, that's so a that's my a goal was shot. to hit the ball, um, and we used, we used to do it with our friends. We used to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of dare each other, stand oh, in front, hit of, stand in front of me so I can flop the ball over oh, you. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I actually hit a shot like that recently. We were um, we were in a golf match, and we had to. We were we were coming down the end. We we needed to definitely win this hole to win the match. And I was just in a situation. I was probably thirty yards out. I'm thinking. And I had a really, really short porch to the pin. Like there, and and the um, the apron in front of the green, it like ramped up. Okay. So there was no way I was running this ball up. Right. There's no way I was landing it before the green and letting it roll on. I absolutely had to hit, just like a pop and drop kind of shot. 
And I don't often execute it very well because I have a tendency to just blade the ball and swing too hard at it. Right. This thing came right off my stick, landed right on the apron and right next to the cup. And nice. it was not even a foot away. You like lawn darted it. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I need to do this a little more often. Yeah. You know, Let's try. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so then we have a Preston and Steve Daily Rush video. You know Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Yep. Um, we have another chiropractor video. This is a surprise birthday gift ring dinger. Okay. <laughs> somebody bought somebody a ring dinger. Uh, we have an F-15C Grim Reaper low-level mock loop. So that's from the military planes, probably from the World probably War II stuff I was looking up. Um, same, the same video that I did not finish watching uh, with the wedding video. We have a funnier die Steve Carell between two ferns with Zach Galifianakis, uh, Apache helicopter, cleaning your camera sensor, 1940s lumberjacks falling redwoods or felling redwoods felling. in Northern California. Nice. They got the spurs and the straps on. Yeah, they're all like ready to those, go. Here. That's those were men. Those Same. guys were insane. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what's interesting is that you you don't fall into this YouTube hole, but yet I see you're crinking your neck, like yeah, like, I'm looking, like I'm glancing I'm over. Stretching you're, a little you're bit. Like, I'm like cr- I'm craning as they you're say. Like I'm a little interested in what's going on over I'm there. Seeing some stuff that I might want to watch. Yeah. So iron swing versus driver swing. Um, this guy who uh, recently intentionally balked because the guy was annoying him at second base. He felt confident he can get the guy out at the plate, so he intentionally balked. So the guy from second goes to third, so he doesn't worry about him leading off the base at all. How'd it work out for him? Uh, it worked out good. He struck the guy out there you at go. the plate. So, <laughs> so it was all good. Um, so there we go. So let's just, uh, we'll, we'll end it there with the YouTube thing. But um, the YouTube hole is, is definitely YouTube a thing. YouTube is a real thing. Yeah. It all right. it's, it's, a, it's an abyss. It's a black hole. All right. So we're going to shift. You're lucky though that you have your wife to pull you out. She does. She's like a lifeguard. She re- she's like, she's a YouTube like the YouTube. life preserver. She, yeah. You should film her a la Baywatch. Pulling you out of a YouTube. Yeah, like coming with Saving the, you, like slow motion. Yes. Running across the living room. And then post it. And then post it. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous on every level. But it would be... Someone would watch it on YouTube, and then they would go to a Baywatch video, and then they would go to David Hasselhoff performing in Germany. And right. then they would watch a German car video. Right. Right. And then they would be watching World War II videos. Right. And then, you know. And, that, and that's how it starts. And then, you see, you would bring them into the hole. Oh, my gosh. Okay, um, let's shift gears here. Let's go to food. Not necessarily, I don't even know if you, I guess you would consider this food. Cereal. Okay. Do you eat cereal? I, I don't. I used to. Why? Um, cereal is a food group, by food. the way. Yes. People, <laughs> of course it is. It's a grain. Um, I would say if I do eat cereal, there's there's one or two types of cereal that I'll eat. I used to eat fiber one a lot. Okay. Um, that does not surprise me. And, I, and I'd always look for the one that had the highest amount of fire fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll eat Cheerios and okay. things like that. Um, we have a lot of cereals in my house. My kids eat cereal pretty much every day. Okay. My, my breakfast routine is pretty mundane. I would say for the last three to six months, I've probably eaten three to four eggs every morning. Scrambled, hard-boiled? Uh, different variations. Okay. Yeah, recently I'm, I've been saving bacon grease from on the weekends when we make bacon. Mm-hmm. And I'll fry three or four eggs every morning in bacon grease. Okay. Sometimes olive oil and butter. Sometimes I'll make omelets. You okay. know, maybe, we should, I'll make, maybe we should have a Friday morning breakfast at your place. We, we could. Right? We could. Yeah. 
I like. I I'll find what my wife says. Like if I'm eating an omelet, I'll find whatever's in the refrigerator that's left over, which is how I came up with chicken, chicken, chicken. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm, I'm making omelet out of this. You know what I mean? It's like what's in here? Oh, there's this is left over from the night before. And let's chop that up and dice it up, and we'll make an omelet out right, of it. Right. Right. So like these, she makes these things called revolution rolls. Which are basically like egg whites and some sugar, and you whip them up and you bake them, but there's no grains in them whatsoever. So people who are like uh, gluten intolerant or on like keto or low glycemic index, okay, you know, it's got like Splenda in it. Okay, right? so they're great and they're like croissants. They're like super light and fluffy, but they're made out of eggs, right? So then I'll make eggs out of eggs, mm-hmm. and then I'll add buffalo chicken. And make a little buffalo chicken scramble. Well, you are all in. So it's chicken, chicken, chicken. Okay. I got I've it. actually made that for FCB before in water. Chicken, 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 chicken. <laughs> so back to the cereal. What kind of cereal do your kids like? Mm. Cocoa, anything. But there is. They do. They do like. I don't want to say discriminate because it's a bad word. But they do discriminate. Like cocoa pebbles as opposed to cocoa puffs. Puffs. Or cocoa pebbles as opposed to cocoa crispies. Mm. Cocoa puffs as opposed to like. Chocolate Captain Crunch, like kind of chocolate. Yeah, or, yeah. Like you know, my wife will always buy them the, the Halloween ones. They'll eat the Count chocolate, but they won't eat blueberry or Frankenberry. Okay, gotcha. Like, you know, gotcha. I'm all over the place with cereals. I, 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 I will suck down a box of Lucky Charms though if you put it in front of me. Oh yeah, so so me too. Yeah, yeah. Lucky Charms. So I'm not a big, which is weird because I'm, I'm not a big marshmallow guy, but I like Lucky Charms. Yeah. Corn pops. I'll eat corn pops all day long. Okay. Um, going on the healthier side, I'll do corn checks. Okay. I like corn checks. Corn checks are good. Um, I like the raisin bran crunch. Oh, I don't know if I've ever had. That. So it's the raisin bran, but it has a, like granola or something in it. Okay. That gives it a little bit more crunch. Just a little different a little variation. High end version of raisin. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, because raisin bran can be pretty raisin bran. Raisin brandy. Yeah, raisin brandy. Um, and I, you know, some of the sugared cereals, I know I shouldn't eat them, but I, I eat them. You know, like the Honey Smacks, I'll eat. <laughs> the good old Honey Smacks. Yeah, with Diggum on the cover. Yeah. yeah, although they changed the recipe, so uh, I haven't. You don't dig them anymore? I don't <laughs> dig them anymore. In fact, I was going to write the company, and Twitter lit them up big time. Big time, for doing yeah, it. Because, well, what they did is they reduced all the sugar. I mean, they were being responsible and trying to... Have people a little bit healthier. I think when you buy sugar smacks, <laughs> you know what you're getting you into, know what you're right? Getting into. Yeah, like you're all in. Yeah, like this. Uh, when I'm buying that, that's what I want. I want sugar, and I want to get smacked. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I go into a coma after you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So okay. All right. Good. Yeah. So that's a that's cereal. I do eat oatmeal. I like oatmeal. Cereal? I, I don't know that it does. Mm. I'm a big um, oatmeal guy. I'm not. I'm okay with oatmeal. Although I tend to, I tend to run on the edge with oatmeal because it's a situation where I don't have it every morning, and I mix so many other things into my breakfast routine. They go right up to the expiration date, uh, and then my wife's all of a sudden she's like, she says, "Bill, she's like, you have two weeks, you know, to eat this oatmeal," and all of a sudden I'm hammering down for two straight weeks. I'm hammering down oatmeal. I'll start eating oatmeal in like October. Well, that's what I'm saying. And I, don't I go like, to like February, and then I'm done. Yeah, it's gonna be winter. Yeah, I don't like oatmeal. Yep, yeah. you're spot on. I don't like oatmeal during the summer months. Yeah, 
Uh, so typically for breakfast, I'll just have a yogurt of one of those Danon with the fruit on the bottom. And I'll add some granola to it. Okay. And a piece of toast, multigrain toast with a little bit of butter on it. That's what I eat in between breakfasts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I, I am a two breakfast a day guy. Okay. Pretty much every day. Yeah. A double breakfast is not bad. Yeah. It helps me get to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're spot on. Well, like when I, when I come to when I come to the breakfast on Friday morning. Right. Um, I typically do not have any breakfast. See, I struggle with that breakfast because it's at seven thirty, and I try not to eat before I get there. Okay. Um, and I've usually already eaten a full breakfast, and around nine thirty is when I have second breakfast. So you're like that's in. So that's in between the two. It's in breakfast limbo. I pretty much already drank no lie a pot of coffee, and I try not to drink too much coffee before I come to. Friday morning breakfast. Either. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's, it's Friday mornings are a struggle for me. Yeah. So I drink so a lot like of two cups of coffee before I leave the house, and you know, it's sometimes of, I'll fry an egg or two. It's a lot of decisions. It is. It's tough. It's a lot of decisions. It's really, really a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there could be worth things. Suffering through. Okay. Um, are we good with cereal? And or we are. Food. We just kind of gravitated towards food a little bit. Yeah. Breakfast I want. I want to. Piggyback off of something. I hate when people say that, but I'm saying it. Yeah, I want to piggyback off something that we talked about earlier. So, like, we talk about trash on the side of the roads. Did you see recently that we saved the hawk? Saved a hawk? H-A-W-K. No, not Robert York's friend from Spencer for Hire, Hawk. I love that show. show was great. It's great. He had that 740 IL BMW Hawk. I love that car. I think it was an IL. Okay, so, so what was the... So we were coming home from somewhere, I don't know, on Sunday night, and we saw all these cars, like, pulled over on the side of the road, and my wife's like, well, I think there may be, you know, something going on up here, be careful. And she's like, I wonder if it's a speed trap, or sometimes in New Hanover Township, the cops will actually set up these things in the middle of the road where they hand out pretzels, mm-hmm. and okay. check seat belts, and car seats, and you know, registrations, and stuff like that. Two police type yeah, things. Two police type, type stuff, so I thought maybe it was something like that we were pulling up on. Not worried about it, um, but then I didn't see the cop cars, and I was like, mm, "Something else is going on." And uh, so I see this guy in the middle of the street. He's got his arms up, and he's kind of like waving his arms, and not at traffic, but there's like ten cars backed up, coming the opposite direction, and two cars in front of him. So we, I pull up, and I'm like, "I think he hit something," and he's trying to like control traffic so that nobody else hits it. So I pull over, and I get out, and I see it's a hawk in the middle of the road going the other direction. Okay. And I see a clump of feathers, about four or five feathers, just kind of laying there. And I'm like, I need to get out and help this guy. He's like kind of struggling, trying to figure out how to get this hawk off the road. Right. So I wrote, I uh, brought on the window. I said, hey buddy, I'll give you a hand. Give me a second. I pull off the shoulder about 10 feet off, nice and far off the road. And I pop the back open, get a blanket out. And I go over and we put the blanket around this bird and we kind of carry him over into the high grass. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, I really appreciate it. He's like, you know, I think he'll be all right there once he kind of gets bearings. And I'm thinking, like, this car, this thing got hit by a car. It's probably not in good shape. There's a big clump of feathers in the middle of the road. Right. Like, that's not a good sign. I mean, at worst, like, it's got, like, a bird concussion or something. Yeah, right, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, how would you even know? How would you know? You know like, yeah. I mean, you know. Um, so I, I get back in the car with my wife, and we're just literally right down the street from our house. And I said, uh, I got to go home and, you know, he's like, we're going to take care of that bird, right? And I was like, yeah, I got to go home and get some stuff. 
So I go back to the house and get like one of those like bins, like big plastic bins. Okay. And get leather welding gloves, which I don't know why I have them, yeah, but now I know. But now you know. Okay. <laughs> and a snow shovel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because this bird is... It's like a murder I mean, if you've ever seen like a red-tailed hawk, like they look very intimidating. Yeah, oh, certainly. Yeah. And they're much bigger than you think. Yes. And far more powerful than I would have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I got this clamshell shaped ice uh, snow shovel. I'm going to put that over the bird. And then with my leather glove on, I'm going to reach under and grab this bird. And I'm going to put it in this bin. And then we're going to figure out what to do with it from there. Believe it or not, all of that went ridiculously well. Ridiculously. <laughs> really? Better than I could have ever imagined. Okay. At one point, I figured, like, this bird's either given up or he's like, I hope this dude is helping me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So now we've got this hawk in our car, in a bin. <laughs> is he breathing? He is breathing. Okay. Yeah. He was No, he was very active when I when I got up there, but the fact that he didn't move from the spot where we left him mm-hmm. told me that he was probably not going to be able to move. Okay. And my fear was, I get it, it's nature, bad stuff happens to good animals, right? But I'm like, somebody hit this bird with their car. Hold on, before you do it, can, can we get that on a t-shirt? <laughs> bad stuff happens to good animals. Yes. yes. <laughs> I just snorted. It's, it's our band name. Bad stuff happens to good animals. I gotta get it. <laughs> So, uh, and and there's going to be a picture of a car and the windshield and a, this bird a, up a in the puff of feathers. A story. puff of feathers, yeah. Good stuff happens, to, or bad stuff happens to good animals. Go ahead. So now we got to figure out what to do with them. So, the the point I really want to make is if anybody doesn't know about this place, if you're you know an animal person, it's called Ark A A R K. It's in Montgomery County. It is 24-7 emergency animal services, right? I will tell you this. They're hard to get in touch with. But if you call and you have an animal you're trying to rescue and you call there and you don't get an answer, just go there. Somebody's always there. Okay. It's insane, right? Where is this place? Is this down like this Audubon? Is, where's Nina? We need him to look this yeah, up. Yeah, to look I can't remember. Right? It was, it's like 45-minute ride from Boyertown. Okay. You look I it up a, while I'm talking. I have a feeling it's down in... Um, it's not in Audubon. There's another place in Audubon. Okay, but go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll look this it is up. in like eastern Montgomery County. So, you know, we get there. Um, I open up the bin, the lady takes it out. She reaches in, like, bare hands this hawk out of this thing. She, like, scoops it up, like, puts two of her, her fingers in between the bird's legs, another two fingers on the outside of the bird's leg, and her thumb on the bird's back, and just scoops them right up out of the bin like a bowling ball. Like, the most amazing thing. I was like, I wish I would have known how to do that. It would have. Like save me a little bit of trauma, right? Like, trying to figure out how to pick this right. thing up, and then she starts to like manipulate him, like moving his wings around and turning his head, like chiropractic stuff, <laughs> right? Like I'm waiting, you know, it's probably pel- a video you would watch. Little pelvic adjustment, <laughs> little pelvic popping, right? And she's like, no broken bones, no okay. broken bones, and I'm like, well, he wasn't flying, he wasn't trying to fly. And she goes, well, he can't fly, and I go, oh, why? What's wrong? And she goes, he has no tail feathers. So that clump that was in the road apparently just tore all of the tail feathers oh, okay. off of this bird. So I'm like, so now what? And she goes, oh, he'll be fine in a couple weeks. They'll grow back. Yeah, they'll grow back. And yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. You know? Nice. So even better, they give you a number when you drop a, an animal. And they say, call back and give us the number, and we'll give you a progress report. So you can check in on your animal. So to Max and Lily. Max and Lizzie. Lizzie, yeah. sorry. Lizzie. That's okay. Her grandmom calls her Mizzy. Mizzy. <laughs> <laughs> or Mosey. Sometimes. Right. 
Um, they, they, were, they were part of that. Wow. They saw all that go down. Okay. Um, which is huge because Lizzie is... She's a big animal? Yeah. I, I don't know if I told you this before. She actually made us change the saying, kill two birds with one stone. This is her idea, not okay. anyone else's. Go ahead. To save two birds with one basket. <laughs> I feel like So in is... our house, you don't say, kill two birds with one stone. You now yeah. say... Wow, that's like saving two birds with one basket. basket. <laughs> I feel like that needs to be a t-shirt. That kid, that kid loves animals. That's animals cool. and insects, yeah. That's so. cool. This was huge for him. Um, I believe that place is in Chalfont. There you go, Chalfont. It's in Chalfont, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Philadelphia for those who are not in the area. And great, great people. You can drop an animal off there anytime. It doesn't cost you anything, but if you do, I suggest that you leave a donation. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was good, and then uh, that also uh, parlays into. I heard the other day that um, I guess during the month of June or somewhere in there that Canadian geese do not fly because they're like protesting it, something. Because, <laughs> yes, they're protesting. they're protesting the use of this French language. Yes, <laughs> say no to French. Yes, <laughs> say no to French. Um, no, they do the same thing. They are shedding their. Whatever those oh, feathers the, the, were, okay, like the molting, they're molting their right. flight feathers. Or so for a few weeks, the Canadian goose does not fly. Hmm. I would have thought that would have been year-round around here. They seem like they never leave. Oh, they're they're, they're all over the place. They're all over the place. They're like squatters. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Which is why those dogs are right. You know those geese dogs. No, what are you talking about? You, you ever seen that guy on four twenty two? No. Oh yeah, so there's a guy who drives the up down 422. Police? Yeah, it's like that's what it is. He's got like these uh, Australian shepherds or border collies, and they're trained to keep geese off of golf courses. That's all they do. Is so they just chase them all around? They just chase geese off. Got he brings them to the golf course and just lets them go, and they like scare the geese away so they don't want to come back. Dude, what a business model that is! That's fantastic. You buy a dog for a few hundred bucks, and you probably each visits a few hundred bucks he charges, right? That's insane. All right, so I have a few more uh, topics here. Um, we're already going pretty long, so maybe we'll just end it with this last it's a one. New world record. So. <laughs> <sighs> That's the crowd in the background, everybody. If you can hear it. <sighs> All right. So, do you want to do? I don't even know how to categorize these. Um. Yeah, I'm not even. I tell you what. Why don't you? Pick a number. Uh, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, or six. Uh, two. Okay, so I, <laughs> I have no idea, no idea what I was thinking with this one. I have three words written there. Okay. Putting on pants. Putting on two legs at once. I jump in them every morning. It's okay. part of my wake-up routine. Okay, maybe that's what maybe that's what I'm talking about. Maybe that's what I was thinking about. How people? How do you put your pants on? Yeah, how do you put your pants on? Is it left leg first? I'm a right leg, right leg, left first. leg. Um, and then so like you, so you wear dress pants a lot. Yes. I don't know that I've ever... I, I don't see you a lot in full suits, but I have seen you in full suits a lot. Mm -hmm. I generally wear suits, but you usually see me without my jacket on. Right. Um, but I have like a... 
more importantly than how do you put your pants on is how do you tuck your shirt into your pants because that's a routine oh, for me. That's a whole. That's yeah. Do you do the military tuck? I actually like double crease my shirt in the back so that it's tucked in like a fitted shirt. <laughs> okay. I have a whole like. So can you stand up? Can I see this? It's, uh, no, it requires like a little bit of removal of like. No, like, I know, but can I? Oh, so like, can I see what it looks I, like I when, you you're stand, to, when you're standing? You're standing when you're standing up. Like, All right, like so Rob's like, getting up from the thing here. So he's got. Okay, so there's almost like a center type of yoke that is created <laughs> when he's folding the creases over. So as you're looking at them, you could almost, um, if you took your maybe your the fingertips of your hands, you could almost come at and put him in the folds of his shirt from the sides. There you go. Is that, that but what was good? fantastic was you did this, he does this and that exact hand movement is how I fold my shirt in the back every morning. Okay. I, I literally okay. like grab it with two fingers and my thumb and turn it and just fold and it back there. And I, and I do have to say we're very late uh, towards the evening here and that looks like you just put it on this morning. There you go. The, the important thing is that you have your belt on your pants before you do that, and that when you tuck it, that you pull your pants up exceptionally high, almost uncomfortably high, and then you cinch your belt, and then you pull your pants down, and it tightens your shirt up. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is hyper-specific. <laughs> That's the routine. That is That's hyper. how I put my pants on. <laughs> okay. So I think what I was going after there was a, I'm, I'm a left foot first. And then a right foot. Socks first or socks after? Uh, no, socks first. Socks first? Okay. Socks first, which brings me to an interesting point. Have you ever tried changing pants while you had shoes or sneakers on? Oh, it's a bad move. It's almost impossible, especially sneakers because yeah. they grip. They grip, yeah. They grip. Like even, even I've come in situations where I'm changing pairs of shorts, which, okay, there's less material. You think it would be easy. The leg's not as narrow. There's a little bit of room. No. No. No it's go. Not a, never, no never go. works. Yeah, so you have never absolutely, works. yeah. So yeah, so I put my... only way that works is if they're tear-away pants. Right. But, yeah, breakaways, yeah, right? Break, just rip yeah. them right down the side. Yep, like I'm coming down the tunnel at the Sixers game. There you go. Um, definitely put my socks on first, then my pants, then my belt. Then I tie, then I put my shoes on, and I tie my shoes before I put my dress shirt on. Okay. Because I don't want to, like, when I'm leaning over, I don't want to <laughs> crease my shirt. Ever. Right. And it's weird, right? So, you, like, this shirt, when it's normally... So, Rob's wearing a button-down shirt crisp, here with a spread right? collar, yeah. But anytime it's humid out, mm-hmm. forget about it. Yep. It's, like, instantly... Anytime you just touch it, it's like, oh, there's going to be a permanent wrinkle. Right, right. That. right. Well, even, it's about quality of, of the, the fabric, obviously. Right. Like some but, of your really high-end cotton shirts, they just look amazing. But it's also circumst- it's also circumstantial too. Like so, when I get into the car and I got my seatbelt on, I have the seatbelt around my belt. But sometimes the seatbelt will grab my shirt, and sometimes it'll grab my pants. So I have to make sure I separate my pants and I separate my shirt so the belt That's is just si- is just sitting. For it's just sitting. How yeah. I prepare my pants for sitting in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I know this this podcast was hyper specific, yeah. but uh, hey, you know what? So I used to work with this guy from 3M, and he was. Uh, Wow, I can't remember Tommy's last name. But he was a short of stature Italian guy. Okay. And he always drove a big Cadillac. But he was impeccably dressed. Now you got to remember, this was back in like the 80s and early 90s when 3M in like in film and film media and stuff like that, they were just a giant. 
right? right? All the chemicals, all the processing, all the equipment, all the media. It was just three M or Kodak, mm -hmm. right? They were just giants, and this guy did well. So he always drove a big Cadillac, and he always dressed like ridiculously nice. Mm -hmm. And anytime you'd see this guy get out of his car, he was impeccable, never a wrinkle. So I thought I said to him, Tommy, how do you do it? And he goes, Well, I had the benefit of being very short. I stand up to drive. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's just, you know. Speaking of standing up to drive, have you heard, did you hear about the uh, four year old? No. That went, you didn't hear about this? No. Okay, so he, this four year old goes and visits his grandfather and on, on a regular basis. Well, part of what they do is they go for candy which is at a candy store and it's like a mile and a quarter away from the house. Like it's not far at all. So some, something happened where the four-year-old goes over to the grandparents' house and either the grandfather couldn't go or he wasn't there. Or I, I'm not clear about that part of the story. But the four-year-old had observed numerous times on how the grandfather would get in the car, start the car, put the car in gear and drive the car. Wouldn't you know this four-year-old kid gets in the car and drives, because he wanted candy, drives a mile and a quarter to and he go makes get it. candy. He makes it. He clipped, I think, two mailboxes and a car, and almost like a, he went through like a major intersection. But he goes and he, he arrived at the... He arrived. I saw the police. It's impressive. They called the police. And I'm just thinking... Did they call the police because he took the candy without paying for it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, to your point about, like, this kid would have had to stand up and drive. And drive yeah. Like, there's no way he could have sat that, down. Just, and... uh, I wonder if if he puts a car in drive and a car is in idle, do you if, really need to press the gas? Right. You may not do. It might you just... Might, I, it's flat enough, right? right. You it may might, be able to just drive the car, you know, idling and drive. Yep. It probably goes, what, five miles an hour or right. something like that? Yeah. Which is probably harder to drive when you're going slow than when you're going fast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. So, so the, kid, so the kid wound up taking the car. So That's awesome. Crazy. All right. Good. So we are... This might be the record. This might be the record. This might be the record. I have plenty of other topics. Well, we always have another I podcast. Think, <laughs> I, think we always, I think we might have another podcast in us here because there's some real doozies on here. Um, I think we should capture some, um, some of our experience maybe on a trip in July. Yeah, or, that might know, be good. Grab some anecdotal stuff for later. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I got one more. Oh, you have a topic. Yeah. I have one more. Okay. Perception in the media, right? So I asked you, you, you were going through your uh, your YouTube things, and I asked you if you were watching the Women's World Cup. Mm. It's a big news story. U.S. women's team beats Thailand. Did you hear that story? I did not. You did not. Like 13 nothing. Okay. Wow. Okay. A lot of people are just like out of their minds like USA how horrible are they they should have never done it running off the score and blah 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 and you know there's all these different sides to the story mm -hmm. right so it's the perception of the whole thing like are they really these ogres these women who ran up the score against a team 13 to nothing in a nationally televised, you know, game, and what was the purpose in doing it? And a lot of people say they, you know, they did it to gloat, and they were celebrating too much, and mm -hmm. you know, and people who don't know the sport, or, or more importantly, don't know the competition, don't understand that there's a goal differential that's factored into an equation in each of the brackets mm. for moving on through the tournament. 
right? For for seed placement, for, you're talking right, about, yeah. right? So yeah. you you know, so they yeah, they may have beat this team thirteen to nothing, but maybe the next two games that they play, they win one nothing and one nothing, so they scored fifteen goals. Mm-hmm. But the other two teams in the bracket, you know, score eight goals against one team and nine goals against another team. Mm-hmm. That's seventeen goals, mm-hmm. and if they have the same record. They are in first place as opposed to second place, mm-hmm. you know. So when you move to the next thing, it's like you're playing. If you're in first, you're playing the weaker of the opponents who make it through that first round of play. Right. Right. So there's an argument to be made for why you score as many goals as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're playing in younger sports, you know, it's generally frowned you, upon. It's very frowned upon. Right. So as a coach and a referee, as a coach. We'll take significant measures to make sure that that doesn't happen. Tournaments at our age level, they cap it, right? There's no you're, if you score more than six goals, it doesn't matter. You're capped at six goals, right? Uh, fair enough. Fair enough, right? So if you score nine on the score sheet, it shows six. Six, right? If you score nine, you're considered a jerk, right? You should have done something with your team to prevent that from happening. Um, but you know, you're coaching eleven and twelve year old boys, and you're trying to tell them like you're not allowed to score anymore. We scored too many goals. We got to dial it down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. They want to score, so you start putting people in less than conventional positions. Things they're not comfortable doing somewhere they wouldn't normally play, or you tell them you're not allowed to cross midfield until you pass the ball six times, or I'll mistakenly put two subs on and pull three players off, so I'm playing a man down. You know, th- those types of things. But at mm-hmm. that high level of competition. It's different. Sure. Right? So people's perception and understanding of things comes into play. And and the reason I bring this up, and this was a a very timely thing, I was with somebody this morning with a client, and they were giving me their perception of something, something that's happening in our community, uh, most specifically with with our school district and a budget. And they were explaining their perception of something. And I said, well, that's interesting that you say that. And I said, um... My wife and I attend a lot of those school board meetings. And if we can't attend, we actually watch the videos of them online. You know, just kind of stay abreast of what's happening. I said, do you realize with that funding that you're talking about, it's not all going to that one thing that everybody keeps talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's the stadium funding, right? I said, there's ADA compliance. That is a huge component of that. There's Title IX compliance. That's a huge component of that. There's this item and that item. We kind of went down the list of things with her. And she said, well, that's interesting because when I read the newspaper article. Right. Yeah, she's getting something It says they, they're spending $5 million to fix the stadium. Mm-hmm. They don't mention any of those other things. And I'm like, yeah, so it's interesting, this, this perception. So I guess the media didn't do a lot in general, in, in the worldview, in my opinion, to defend the U.S. women's team. Right. I think they, they should have done a better job at explaining, right? Just like I think that the local newspaper should be doing a better job of explaining where the $5 million of funding is going for the stadium, quote-unquote, project. Mm-hmm. So there's this perception that people have because of the information that we get. Where does the onus of responsibility lie? Yeah. Is it on the... Is it on the individual? Right. Right, you know, so it, you know, so it's interesting, and that so you're right. In that case, you almost need to know more of the details. I was in a I was in a similar meeting this morning. We were talking about an initiative, and there was a, a little bit of kickback on it. And I, I don't think that individual knew all the details. 
So I immediately after the meeting, you know, wanted to set up a little, you know, sidebar where we can meet and I can discuss the details on it because I just don't think that person knows what kind of efforts have been put forth and, you know, putting all the pieces together, essentially. So, Yeah, and that goes back to my earlier comments about state of fear, right? So the newspaper is really deflecting the issue. Mm-hmm. Right, they're they're sensationalizing that five million dollars is being spent to rebuild the stadium, and that's all they say. They don't say where the money's going and what it's being used for, and the fact that a certain amount of funds have to be allocated to bring everything up to compliance, right. whether it's ADA right. or Title IX, whatever the case right. may be. They just say, "Oh, there's five million dollars being spent on a stadium project, and it's going to impact your taxes." Right. Well, who do you think that scares? Sure. Right. Senior citizens, right? Mm-hmm. Their controlled income, maybe fixed income. Mm-hmm. You know, worry about their property taxes going up because maybe their houses are paid off. I don't have a mortgage anymore. The only thing I have to worry about is my property taxes changing, right? So they they, they use these like fear tactics mm-hmm. to really not tell the whole story, but to engage people and give them a limited amount of information so that now they're advocates for something something whether... that when you explain it to them, they go, "Oh, I didn't oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I would know that." I wouldn't have spent the last six months complaining about the project. Hmm. Interesting, but people don't have the time. Yeah, that right. Because we're in a we're in a we're in a Twitter world, right? Where we get everything 140. Well, now it's 280 characters or whatever it is at a time. Right. We don't get all the nuanced details. We see a quote or we see just a, a headline, and we're supposed to <laughs> make informed decisions from that. From that. Yeah. So, oh, good. Well, I appreciate you bringing that up. We got a little deep there towards the end, but that was fine. It's a good way to wrap it up. It's fine. It is a good way to wrap it up. So thank you again for being a guest. Good, I love this. I, awesome. Isn't this awesome? I think you're doing um, a great job, by the way. I, I, oh, thank I you. don't get to listen to every one of them, but I do listen to them. Oh, and I appreciate and, that. And I share thank them. You. I tell people they should be listening. Yes, especially so. your episodes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. right? Listen to my episodes. Listen to my episodes. It's like uh, voting um, in I, third world countries. Early right. and often do it. like. Yeah. <laughs> But I appreciate it. I'm going to continue to do it. Like I said, back in, we just had episode 50 a few episodes ago. And um, like I said in there, you know, the cadence is going to change a little bit. We're going to go to every other week. And I'm just going to try to, I'm just going to keep doing what I know to keep doing. I'm having fun with it. I get to great, I get to talk to great people like you. So I'm just going to keep having fun with it. Keep doing it, man. So, it's awesome. Thanks. Like I said, thanks. love the show, love the topics, love your guests. Um, always love Nino, of course. Yeah, he's the man, isn't he? Um, All right, great. Well, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Folks, thanks for downloading this episode. If you would like to interact with the podcast, you can reach us on Instagram at Off the Top of My Head Podcast. And if you'd like to email, if you'd like to be a guest, if you have any feedback on this episode, if you'd like to reach out to Rob, if you would like to get a download of my YouTube history, my favorite cereals, and my my traffic tips and tricks. um, How do uncomfortably wave at somebody for letting you merge based on based on vehicle height um you can certainly reach me via email at o-t-t-o-m-h podcast at gmail.com that's o-t-t-o-m-h gmail Uh, yeah it's time to go o-t-t-o-m-h podcast at gmail.com guys thanks again for downloading until we connect again all my best bye for now Thanks for listening to this episode of the Off the Top of My Head podcast. Who will I interview next? What will the topic be? And where will I record the episode? Please subscribe to be notified when a new episode is posted on your selected listening platform. Off the Top of My Head podcast, 
a podcast about anything and everything. <laughs>